2: Welcome to Thursday's episode of a Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler, and today I am joined by two men who support clubs in the Lower Leagues. Wait, shit! That makes us three men who support clubs in the Lower Leagues.
0: <laughs> welcome. Really, welcome to the uh, welcome to the muck, Craig.
2: I'm, I'm really hoping that by the time I get used to this that we will no longer be a, a Lower League team. But then but uh you never know. <laughs> like, hearts can beat this weekend, then we get a game postponed, Dundee win both games, league gets finished, hearts are the second tier again. <laughs>
0: Maybe uh well well you seem to be taking the, the negative view. Perhaps it'll be that neither of our clubs will be in the lower leagues next season. Maybe we'll both get promoted.
2: Of course, yes. Yeah. That that would be that would be lovely. Oh no wait, I forgot that you guys f- voted against us both times. So you could go fuck yourselves.
0: <laughs> but at least you're not letting it bother you.
2: <laughs> no, actually I'd quite like to see Wraith in the top flight. It's been it's been a while. And let's start with Wraith actually, because they're the big the side that made uh, the kind of major news today because <laughs> <laughs> yep because they, uh, there's a there's a strong possibility that well we don't know yet um, as far as I'm aware but there's a possibility that Wraith's game this weekend with Inverness will be called off because Wraith have had an outbreak of Covid that uh, from what I haven't read the story Sean so you can maybe kind of take over for your but from my understanding it's basically taken away half your squad
0: uh, I, I mean, you're kind of having to read between the lines because the the statement on the website was was so brief, which which is, I mean, bear in mind, they'd already announced, I think, I think it was three weeks ago, that they had one player that failed a COVID test. Uh, Kieran McDonald then didn't play for a couple of weeks, so you're presuming, although they didn't name him, you're, you're presuming it was Kieran McDonald, and they named, they, you know, they said at that point, we have one player missing through COVID, the, the, the fact that they've just said... That they have a COVID outbreak <laughs> would, would suggest that it's probably quite a major one. Then they didn't go into too many details. Perhaps a person that would normally write the, the the statements on the website has COVID, so they've had to draft in somebody else. I, I, I don't know, but uh, I, there's already rumours starting to appear that they've they've tried to get in uh, players on on emergency loan, uh, emergency loan deals, which which hasn't which have, have fallen through, haven't come to fruition. So. Uh, it, it looks like they are really struggling to 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 field a team this Saturday. I mean, going into going into the kind of Christmas and and, and New Year fixtures, it was it was generally considered that they, they had to do well against Aloe and Queen of South because they had such a tough fixture list in January. They had so they had Hearts twice, Inverness, Dundee, Dunferman. So, I mean, there was it wouldn't have been the most unrealistic uh, scenario that I mean the. the they could possibly have went through January and not picked up any points it now looks like they might not pick up any points through January because they're not going to play any games <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's uh, it's far from ideal Andy So some no. so would say
1: well it's true but uh, I mean we barely won against Inverness Cali in my lifetime so there 22 is a matches where, yeah so there is 22 a, there is matches a, without a win which is kind of impressive given that there shouldn't really be that much in paper difference between uh, between the two of us and we were we were dismal when we played them really early in the season so there's there's a part of like both of us where we're just like oh, just get out the road if we can if we can somehow scrabble together 11 players and maybe a substitute just get out the road and we'll get everyone back hopefully for uh, for games that we might actually win going forwards because I don't think it made much of a difference whether we've got our, our full strength team or not at the moment. But um, yeah, it's just, I mean, Inverness have barely played either over the last, I think they've played one game since the middle of December. Uh, we've at least played a couple of times towards the end of the, around the Christmas period. But Inverness had the Dunfermline game and then I think it was Dundee on the 12th of December. So um, there's there's maybe an argument to say if we could actually get a game, maybe we'd... Uh, Stand a better chance of winning just because they'll be so rusty. But given that we're going to be, you know, it'll be sticky tape and plasters that are going to hold us together, then it's probably probably not the case. So yeah, I, I, from from the the COVID thing is is kind of interesting from from our point of view you know, there, was, there were some people online comparing it to the Celtic situation but the problem is Celtic have got about 40 odd people in their squad whereas we're probably down to about 9 or 10 people with half the squad are out so uh, yeah it's not, not quite the same I think it's safe to say
2: Do you guys have also yeah as Sean mentioned Hearts coming up as well at Tidecastle within the next 10 days so if there's a number of players self-isolating and therefore missing out they would also miss that game as well. So I would quite like to see it go ahead, just so we can see if we could try and beat you by 17 goals.
0: <laughs> well, 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 if we've only got nine players, then you might manage it, to be fair. <laughs> so but are gonna- I, 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 would, I would presume... I did, so I, I, I don't know what the scenario is because the information at the moment is is reasonably scant and I'm, I'm presuming we'll, we'll find out more over the coming days. But you would imagine it will struggle to... To, to put a team out For that one as well So it might be The only The next game we have on Is I think we play Hearts almost immediately Isn't it we Yeah have It's the not... following midweek Yeah so, so maybe we'll Maybe we'll have a squad For that Who knows <laughs> Well
2: we're going to talk About Wraith anyway uh, Before all this This Covid stuff So what's the kind Of lay of the land With John McGlynn's Free-flowing Fantastic side
1: Well uh, They weren't that Free-flowing In the last game <laughs> They actually played <laughs> In fact they were... they were They couldn't have been Less free-flowing what, What's the opposite Of free-flowing <laughs> Uh, turgid, stolid—I don't know. Uh, uh, a dam. Yes, they were—they were very much a dam in front of uh, with the ball against Queen of the South. I, I think it was probably the, the Inverness game I mentioned. They were—they were pretty hopeless, and but it kind of comes uh, par from the course of the Inverness. But Queen of the South—they, you know—they've been pretty leaky defensively the whole way through the season. We hammered them early in the year, uh, not five past them. So you think, oh, that's a good, a good—you I mean, know—we beat Aloe. Uh, scored five a couple of days before so you think this is a good chance again for Rovers for to pick up some points ahead of these difficult games and then we just didn't turn up they had a was it a 16 year old goalkeeper yeah, goals at the time yeah. um, and it, it was it was very reminiscent of the Scotland Georgia one and that you think well we we'll just pepper balls at I and he'll, he'll, sure, he'll surely chuck one of these in but uh, we barely had a shot um, just all that fluency that we had had just gone and I don't know if it was tired legs or just an off day Um I I think it hopefully was an off day but I suppose the concern for Rovers fans is that we had a history especially in the championship a history of collapsing post Christmas Um, we, we tend to have sort of okay starts to a season and then round about the Christmas period we would start Having I mean, a few sticky results and then the arse would just fall out of us. Sort of from about February onwards. and the concern is perhaps that that's what's going to happen this time. But at, at the moment, it looks like a one-off because we've been we've been relatively good at scoring goals, and uh, you know, I've I've at least been able to pass the ball about pretty pretty nicely all season. But no, not against Queen of the South, they were they were hopeless. I th- I
0: think I think if you wanted, I think I think because we're starting on the Queen of the South game, so. In terms of in terms of negatives from from Rafe Rovers this season, they've, they've scored a lot of goals, but they are generally clinical. It's not as if they are creating umpteen chances per game and we're missing a few and and, and taking the rest. We're generally pretty good at, at taking advantage of all the chances that we create. So that's probably something that that can continue. We're probably going to have to start creating more chances, or you would imagine the results will kind of taper off a wee bit. Uh, d- defensively, we've, we've been surprisingly strong, considering that's that, that's been a weak link for, for a few seasons. Now, we've generally been a team that's got a, a kind of soft underbelly, I, I suppose. And, and I suppose you could argue against Queen of South, it, it looked a wee bit like that as well. But it was just more that we weren't doing anything when we had possession against Queen of South. I think what has been apparent for the two games, where we've, we've been our poorest this season, which was Inverness away and... Queen of South at home is that Reagan Henry just had a really, really poor game. He, he couldn't really do much right at all. Uh, kind of slacking possession, giving the ball away in the middle of the park. And I think that, that there has been a suggestion that uh, when we played poorly against uh, Inverness, it was the second time we'd played them. And they I, I don't know if they I don't know if they targeted Regan Henry in terms of uh, closing them down a bit quicker, but but certainly the second time we played them, it was like they knew how to play us. Uh, Henry had less time on the ball, made a lot more mistakes, and that kind of progression from back to front wasn't there. Now, I'm not saying that Alan Johnson is necessarily a, a, a kind of tactical genius, and he'd sussed that out as well. But again, Henry had a really, really poor game uh, against Queen of South and, and I think as a, as a consequence the guys in front of him, because uh, Ethan Ross has had a very good game on a the, on the, uh, very good season on the left-hand side. Daniel Armstrong has had a particularly good season uh, on the right-hand side, uh, supplying crosses and, and chances for, for, for Manny Dooku, who's been gobbling him up, up front. Dylan Tate has had a bit of a quieter time the last couple of months, or, or month or so. I, I, he I maybe mean, needs a wee rest uh, uh, from the I mean, he is younger, I think he's just 19. Uh, he maybe needs a wee, a wee rest. But I think Reagan Henry is is pretty much everything to this Wraith Rovers team. And I, I think if you crowd him out, and I think if he has a poor game, then as a consequence, Wraith really will struggle. And I, I, I think perhaps uh, the signing of Kai Kennedy uh, might just kind of help matters there because I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if we start him out wide. I know he, he played wide for Inverness. I do wonder if he'll maybe become a kind of number ten and just play in behind Duku and, and and Tate might drop off, uh, drop out. It might give him an opportunity to, to kind of rest his legs a bit. Uh, but yeah, Kennedy will be Kennedy will be a a, a good option, uh, and he'll kind of add something to a, a squad that has quite a lot of attacking talent. And a, a, it looks like he'll be he'll be a big loss for for Inverness. Although what I would say is he's he generally gets subbed every week for Inverness. He, he normally gets substituted after about maybe an hour to seventy minutes. He, he not I don't think he scored this season. He's got uh, one.
1: He's got one. I think he's scored against it, Queens. But are
2: are you yeah, saying it. he's the he's a staunch Tom Roderick? Basically,
0: uh, I, I, I don't know that. I, I think I think John Robertson has suggested that there might be that there might be fitness issues here. I, I, I don't know. Again, I, again I'm, I'm probably just uh, I'm, I'm probably looking at, at a kind of negative there. But in terms of in terms of a player to watch, Kennedy has been. Has been hugely exciting this season. Whether he has, uh, I don't know. Whether he has maybe as much end product as, as I thought he did. M- maybe he doesn't. It was only when I, I started kind of uh, looking at footage of him and, and looking at his his kind of figures this season, that I realised he hadn't he hadn't created quite as much as, as I thought he had. However, I, thought I would say as a continent Venice fans, he has their best attacking outlet, and he'll be he'll be a huge loss to them. So, I hopefully he will uh, make a difference. And I think there's parallels to when we had. Uh, when we had Ray McKinnon in charge, so we had we we were sitting in the playoff positions, uh come January, and we had a really really poor game against Aloa in midweek, uh at, at the start of January. We lost two 0 uh, sorry, lost one 0 and the perception at that point was that we would probably would probably start to uh, slide back down the table. We wouldn't we wouldn't push for the playoffs, but we had a we brought in some decent players that january and we ended up uh we ended up going on a fantastic run between january and the end of the season and, and maybe kennedy can can help us do something similar uh, i suppose we'll find out. But it's, it's just a weird weird league I, I i in terms of championship i i don't think hearts will get relegated <laughs> i i don't think Dorferman or dundee will get relegated and after that I, I don't know what to think about anybody else
1: yeah ah, uh, yeah i mean i think it looked at one point like queens were going to be the whipping boys weren't they and they've They've been all right the last couple of weeks, and then, I mean, it might—I might, know—we're not really talking about it so much, but it might be one of those seasons where the part-time teams just have a number of disadvantages that uh, have got nothing really to do with the, the football in the park um, that might that might have an impact. But yeah, you're right; it's it's a kind of strange, and we'll maybe come to it. You know, we talk about air uh, especially, but it's a kind of strange. Like, there's a lot of kind of midland teams, and I think you know, from from Rover's point of view. I think they've they've surprised everyone from the the point of view that they've they've come out. They have pretty much done as they did in the in, in League One last season, and they've not really come up against that much resistance to it in, in general. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is going to be a bit of a test of the the squad. I think Brad Spencer's another one who I think actually made a difference when he came on against Queens, uh, and he's been you know he's been a kind of decent player. A wee bit patchy at times, but uh, he's somebody else who can maybe come on and. and Maybe we do. I know. I know we've hardly had any games, but maybe, maybe there was a that was that's good in a way that some of these younger players we've got like to had a bit of a break. But I think maybe there's an opportunity for for the likes of Kennedy and Spencer to kind of come in and, and freshen things up, and maybe just give teams something else to to think about. Because um, we maybe have, you know, our, our first eleven has been relatively settled when we've not had people getting struck down by COVID.
0: I think uh, I I think where you have to give John McGlynn a lot of credit is is his signings. You know, like Regan Tumulty has come in at, at at right back and done particularly well. Uh, Frankie Musonda has as looks like he might be a, a cut above in in terms of championship at, at centre half. He's he's the best centre half we've got. I, I think by a mile. And I'm I'm not saying he could he could play at a much higher level, but I think he could play for. Yeah. A, well, well sixth team in the Premiership.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you and Murray has been rumoured to be going to Aberdeen, and I would say from from the limited sample size I've seen so far of Misonda compared to what I've seen of uh, a lot more Murray Misonda's potentially got a higher ceiling there. Yeah, um, it was funny. I, 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 it's
0: I funny. Think. It's funny that Murray's been linked to Aberdeen. I, I would even say that Murray hasn't even been Dunfermline's Dunfermline's best centre half uh, this season. Uh, and 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 lastly, Manaduku. And I know there's. I know when uh, players come up for a, a really, really low level in England, you think to yourself, right, well, how how good are these players in uh, uh, Musonda? And I know he was on the books at Luton, but the majority of his games had, had come in loan spells at, at non-league in England. But Dooku, again, come for a really low low level in England, but he's been, I mean, he's been excellent. And they, again, they expect him to be at starts that long. No, no, I think we, I think we should probably enjoy him this season because he'll, <laughs> he'll nobody be there that much longer.
1: I think that maybe that's the that that's maybe the the other one concern if we've got a concern at the moment is that Dooku has been a kind of surprisingly good kind of lone striker but we've seen when Lockhart has come on that he is goth <laughs> like physic- yeah he's, he's rubbish <laughs> he's he's one of these guys who looks like he, sh- he, he should be the part uh, you know and he's big and physical you think I'll oh, maybe hold the ball up and he'll bring in all these kind of tricky guys in, in the midfield in to, into play and they'll, they'll, they'll kind of Play in front of him, but nah, he's just he's kind of got a rubbish. Can, uh, his, his touch isn't very good. Um, I mean, his one goal he scored, he missed, almost missed it. Um, <laughs> he, he doesn't look very good, and we've not really seen much of Uglu um, uh, either. So yeah, so we've not, we've not seen a lot of him. So that might be the, that. might be the area where if, if Duku goes on a bit of a barren run. Um, then we maybe don't have that much else. But uh, but yeah, other, I mean, I think if, if, you'd, if you'd asked all of us how, you know, where we are now in terms of the season at the start of the season, we'd, we'd have been pretty happy with that. I think it's, especially the type of football we've been playing, it's, it's, it has been very positive. Certainly, again, a bit like last season, very unlike the first McGlynn spell. Uh, and it's been nice that that has carried on from, from League One last season.
2: Right, let's move away from Wraith and, and on to one of uh, what you described as Midland teams. Let's go to Inverness first, since considering they're supposed to be playing Wraith uh, this weekend. Let's, let's see what happens. Probably will be decided while we're actually podcasting, as that typically tends to do. What's uh, So Inverness, nine games so far, uh, three victories, three defeats, three draws. Disappointing campaign so far from the Highland side, or just uh, still just finding their feet?
0: uh I, I, I think, I think what's happened to them already in January in terms of who they've lost and, and Kai Kennedy, kind of sums up their experiences so far in in the championship and that they are, they're a decent team. Uh, they've always been a decent team since they come down to the championship, but they constantly get their best players or, or some of their better players uh, taken away from them every single. Transfer window, be it be it the winter transfer window, all the summer transfer window, and the fact that John Robertson still has them um, generally up there challenging, and uh, I mean, I think I think they finished, I and mean, I think they ended last season second, which I'd actually kind of forgotten about, but they they, they did finish last season second, I think. Yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he's consistently doing that with this team that looks like it keeps having its its budget cut, uh, kind of year in, year out. I think. Uh, I think the advantage that they have this season is I, I think they have young players coming through that they, they maybe haven't had for a wee while. So Kennedy will be a loss to them absolutely, but I think and Roddy McGregor, who's a kind of central midfielder that they've got playing for them, I think he could kind of take up that mantle. He's he's been involved in four goals from this season, uh, kind of playing alongside who's uh, been playing alongside. I think who's been playing alongside. Uh, I can't remember, but he's the one that he's the one that's. Oh, uh, Scott Allardyce. sorry, Scott Allardyce. Scott Allardyce has looked fantastic this season. Scott Allardyce is the far more defensive minded of the two, whereas McGregor's the one that, that, that gets forward far more. You, you seen him? You seen his uh, his finish in that in that game against Queen of the South? That's the kind of thing that he's, that is capable of. So, and I, I think I had a lot of injuries at the start of the season as well, which uh, which kind of held him back. But I I, I think because I sitting seventh at the moment. I do still think they've got a decent squad there. I think Robbie Dees, who they brought in at centre half, has been a good signing. I think Inverness fans weren't overly enamoured at, at the signing of Danny Devine, but you know, someone he's he's been absolutely fine. He's and he, he, he was kindly of okay for Don as well. They probably got a bit of a a, a bum reputation there. And I, I think the biggest surprise is Miles Story. And, and I think when he came back, there was again there was reservations about it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure he's, he's necessarily a, a, a prolific goal scorer, and he's, he's probably not going to get a lot of goals. But he's in terms of his work rate, in terms of where he can kind of cut in and cause and, and cause and defences trouble and, and, and stretch them. I, I think he is I think he has a danger without necessarily uh, without necessarily scoring goals. Uh, if there's a disappointment, there, it might be Shane Sutherland. Shane Sutherland. I think, uh, I think the hope that 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 bringing him back to the club, he always just kind of goes in between Elgin, Peterhead, and 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 Vanessa. He might be ready to make a step up for, to to the championship. It might be too big a step in terms of League Two to the Championship. Maybe, maybe at this stage of his career. I think he might be. I think he's thirty now. Uh, so, I so, that that might be the disappointment. But, but in terms of the, the squad that they have, and in terms of the manager that they have, I, I, I do think John Robertson is a is, is a particularly good manager. I I still think I I was still fancy them to make the playoffs, but but probably only just. Yeah,
1: I, I, the, what I've written down about Inverness is that they're solid. I think they're there's They seem like a, a kind of difficult team. <sighs> To, to win against uh, but also that they're also a team that I don't think are going to win easily all that often either, especially now they've lost uh, Kennedy I think one of the one of the issues is, is probably in the, the up front in the uh, Sean as you said Sutherland is uh, maybe as a step up a step too far for them. Um I think they've obviously got Keatons who's done well at the championship level before you know, a number of times before, but isn't necessarily guaranteed to do it now. Um, he only scores Todorov. against us. Yes, well, oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think
0: he scored. Thir- I think he scored thirteen and sixteen games against Reef. Yeah, which is uh, yeah. But
1: probably it's just as well we're not playing this
0: game. Uh, tomorrow
1: or Saturday whatever it is but um, you know Todorov I've no, never been that impressed with when I've seen him Story has been decently scored a, you know the goal he scored against the Firmland was excellent the kind of turning in shot from the edge of the box and he's, he's got that but they don't necessarily so so the the Aloha game for instance where they lost and they've had kind of pretty poor results against Arbroath and Aloha over the last couple of seasons but the, the Aloha game they had plenty of chances but they lost 2-1 in the end and I think that might be one of the things where they don't have you know Sean you were talking about Duku basically finishing all the chances that he's had and, and Rovers scoring lots of goals but not that many more chances I think with Inverness it's maybe partly been the case that they have had chances and they haven't uh, really had somebody who's been that clinical to put them away Um but yeah, I think I think, given the standard of the, the division this season, having a kind of solid core of players and a, a good manager, Robert, Robertson, I think will make a difference. Uh, you know, I think third or fourth is definitely not out with the the, the possibilities for them. Um and, you sorry, sir?
0: All I was going to say is that I think the longer Inverness spend in the championship, the the less likely it might be that, that they are to get out of it, and, and it, it kind of feels like they're they're cutting their budget. Every single season, the only the only way that I suppose something might change next season is that you would imagine looking at things, the championship might have a more traditional look to it. As in, it won't have well, it's not going to have hearts in it. You would imagine uh, it, it. It's not going to have a traditionally decent Premiership team in it. You, you would imagine it. It's probably going to be somebody like I don't know. St. Morgan or Hamilton or Ross County something like that, that comes down. so suddenly but suddenly the, the championships kind of opens up because for the last few seasons it's kind of felt like the, the the kind of first place in the championship is has been beyond pretty much everybody apart from the the kind of stick out team whether it's dungeon United or Hearts or Rangers or whoever that, that may be so so maybe there'll be a, a slight opportunity for them again next season but the longer they stay down here the the kind of more you you think there's a chance that they end up becoming a bit of a, a kind of midland championship team rather than a rather than a top end championship team.
1: Yeah, and you, you do you do wonder as well about because they've come down from the the Premiership whether the finances are a bit more of a, a, a tricky situation. Robertson said previously that they're not currently in a it's not currently too much of a problem. But there was some sort of Say that there was a bit of a reliance And there actually been fans Coming back into the stadium And I think Scott Gardner Has made comments about that Over the season And, and just just as an aside Looking at Pine Bovril To find uh, stuff in Inverness Isn't that useful actually Because almost every page Is just uh, taking pops at Scott Gardner so <laughs> so uh, if you want to know what Scott Gardner's like go into the inverness pine Bovril forum but if you want to actually know what the team's like it's probably best to steer clear but anyway the um, and I noticed actually a, a comment he'd made to you and Murray which I'd never seen before which was uh, which was illuminating anyway uh, yeah I, 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 I think Sean might be right and I that that might be be a problem going forward, you know. I think Dundee would maybe be in a similar position. The, the longer you you know, Rover Rover said it when they were in League One, and I'm sure Falkirk and Thistle have it as well. You, you're constantly hedging against promotion, and at some point, you know that that Dam's going to kind of burst if you don't if you don't get up eventually. So uh, yeah, but you know, I mean, I I, I like Inverness. I think they're they're um, they are they're a difficult team to play against. They've got a good manager, and the other thing is that John Robertson was coming out today saying about how he's struggled with uh, his mental health over the course of lockdown, which it was actually nice to see. You know, he, he seems like a genuinely honest, heart in the sleeve guy without... that's not, and That sometimes can maybe sound like a bit of a criticism, but he, he seems like a genuinely kind of warm open person and and he obviously struggled he's not really seen much of his family for the last 10 months and has said that he considered packing it in Um, and uh, yeah it it was was, I'm glad that he's kind of not and it's quite refreshing to see a manager being as open about it and about the the kind of struggles that he's had with it personally
2: yes I think we can safely say we can all agree with that let's Move on from Inverness to the team just above them in the championship table, albeit they've played two games more. And that's Air United, Mark Kerr's side, pretty much bang on, as bang on as you can be in the championship mid table. Is that something that Air fans will be content with, or considering that Uh, Ian Ian McCall had them as kind of promotion challengers, is there a a little bit of frustration? They don't
1: seem to be content anyway. I think I think that's fair <laughs> that's fair to say. I, I don't think Mark Kerr uh is maybe long for the long for the position if the if the fans have anything to go by. I mean they're not they're not in a, a great shape at the moment. Uh you know, they haven't won in five um They've conceded eleven in that time, and that included a, a no-no draw with Wraith. Um, they've been pretty disorganised. I mean, the, some of the goals they've lost have been have been dismal. It's just a, a complete lack of organisation or uh, control in, the, in their own penalty box. Um, I think there, there's been suggestions that the the mentality is pretty fragile, uh, and that they've they, they have done it a few times where they've lost a goal and then they've immediately lost you know another couple. Uh, uh, that's happened a few times, um, and then the, 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 you know the people that they brought in over the over the summer haven't been that impressive either. Michael Miller surprisingly hasn't done a lot when I mean, he was he was very good for Wraith Jack Baird, you know, he he's part of that defence that's that's looked really ropey. Tom Walsh, I, I remember seeing Tom Walsh in the the League Cup at the start of the season and thinking he might he might be a a decent signing for them, but he's uh, you know, he's been out injured for a while, but he's not been great when he's been in. Um, uh, Sean, you like Sinisalo, don't you? But again, he's he's kind of part of that backline at the moment. And 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 Joe Chalmers is Joe Chalmers, you know. Uh, but without without really anyone around him to elevate what he's trying to do, I suppose. Uh, uh,
0: their 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 capitulations this season have been, uh, have been incredible. They've so they they conceded three in five minutes against Morton. Uh, most recently, they conceded two and three minutes against Queen of South, and then conceded immediately after equalising. Even though they equalised, I think an injury time uh, against Queen of South to lose three two, they conceded three goals in eight minutes against Livingston. They conceded three goals in six minutes against Hearts, and they conceded two goals in three minutes against Argyll. They've only played about ten games. How, <laughs> how, how, how... <laughs> and the thing is, when we were, uh, when I spoke about. Uh, Sinisalo on the on the show. I think I'd said I think they kept something like four clean sheets in a row or, or four clean sheets all season. And, and at that point, they had a really good uh, defensive record. But but since then they've they've, they've absolutely went to pot I, I thought it was quite interesting that uh, so they've got. In fact, actually, when I was looking at a hold, so to so Luke McCowan, Luke McCowan's been been probably their, their, their best player this season. Certainly the most most likely to, to create something he. Like he can beat a man, he, he, he's quick, he can he, he can finish, uh he can get crosses into the area, he's uh, ah, definitely the 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 shining light this season. And he said I think it was after the Morton game, I, I think. Uh and Mark Kerr. Mark Kerr had played in that game. And he said that it would it it was really good that there was somebody on the park who could who could give them direction, which I suppose kinda of suggests that they haven't and until Mark Kerr actually played himself, they didn't have anybody who was willing to to take that responsibility. I suppose, and I, I know it's such a cliche that, that
2: Mark Kerr didn't have anybody to replace Mark Kerr, basically.
0: Aye, and I know it's a cliche that you don't have a leader on the park, and I, I quite often hear that. And I I think it's about wishy washy, and I don't know if it's true or not. But judging by what he was saying after the game, that there might have been something. There might have been something in that. Uh, I mean, Stephen Bell. When Steven Bell was getting on a bit as a player, he was brought in. I mean, he was an, an experienced defender slash defensive midfielder when Winston Stranraer had their fire sale a few years back, and and Air United won the, the the third tier. And as much as it was felt that that Stephen Bell was probably coming to the end of his career, he he absolutely played a, a captain's role for Air for United, and he left right at the start of the season, just before the season was beginning. I think uh, he. He couldn't commit to to full time football. I, I don't know what he, what he does off the park, but he he wanted to drop back to part time. So so he ended up signing for East Kilbride. The, the fact that he had the captain's armband would suggest that he'd be playing a, a decent role for Ferrari United this season, d- d- despite his advancing years. I, I, I kind of feel the haven't really replaced them. Jack Baird has made the captain. Yeah, uh, United fans don't seem overly overly keen on him. I'll, I'll be honest I, I think he gets a bit of a rough time I, I, I think he's a, a, a decent centre half but, but certainly defensively in general Air United are, are struggling and you, and you can kind of get away with that if you are if your scoring goals up, up up the other end and can kind of up front it, it hasn't really worked for them it, I, I, I thought Bruce Anderson would be a, a, a good loan signing from, from Aberdeen he went he went back north it, it was interesting what, what Mark Kerr said about him uh, he said that it goes basically the the problem with that signing certainly didn't lie with, with with Air United. Make of that what you will. I I think the fact that he maybe couldn't travel back and forward uh, was probably a, a bigger issue to him than, than necessarily an attitude problem. I, I suppose. Uh, but like the signing of Dario Zanatta uh, hasn't worked out. Cammy Smith has has been good for them, but he's went back to Dundee United, and it whether Air United will be in. Prime position to to take him back once he once he leaves Dunn United. I, I don't know. And and Michael Moffat has had has had a kind of patchy season so so far. So at, at both ends of the park they they've struggled. And as much as 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 much as for the second or third summer in a row, United had a lot of good players leave, uh, and I expected them to, to regress. I, I, I don't know if I expected them to go to to go backwards. This much, and I, and I look at what they've got left now. Smith's away, Anderson's away. They'll definitely need to bring more more bodies in. And I, I think they signed a cent and a half up switch on loan uh, the other week. But I, I think at the other end of the park, I think up front they'll they'll need to bring in other players, or it's or it's going to be either a mediocre season, which is hardly the end of the world, uh, or or maybe struggle. Just being above those relegation places, I I I can't imagine they would get they would get dragged in here. And I still think there's I still think there's teams in that league that have got that have got poor poorer quality squads in here.
2: Okay, uh, Andy, anything else to add before we move on to, to the pars?
1: Uh nope, nope, nothing much.
2: Okay, let's uh, move on to Dunfermline Athletic. They are second in the table. However, they were once primed as kind of like the the team, if anybody was going to do it, to give Hearts a real run for their money. They still could do that, I suppose. They're only five points behind, uh, play the same amount of games. But it now looks very much like Dundee. Not going to be that side. Dundee are in a lot better form. Dunfermline, over recent kind of, I guess you could say months, form has started to be a little bit patchier, hasn't it?
1: I I I think the uh, we we touched on you and Murray earlier on. The the Achilles heel for Dunfermline seems to be their defence which is strange in a in a way that Murray is kinda of talked up and uh, you know, Paul Watson's a pretty solid championship defender and, and they've done they've done fine but kinda of going back and looking at the the games that they played, the amount of goals that they've lost from set pieces uh, over the course of the season is is pretty remarkable for the um you know where they are in the league i mean if if you look at where they've where they've been at in terms of the, the goals that they've lost uh they've lost uh, and i'm just having a look here uh yeah they've uh, you know the, the the dundee game um they were mostly set pieces there um the goals that they lost against wraith and the, the two two draw were were really poorly defended set pieces um against hearts as well you know i think there was one against morton i mean the the They've got a couple, you know. They've got people at the back who are good, you know. You and Murray, especially, is great in the opposition box, and I think that's maybe where a lot of the, the talk about him's come recently because he's he's scored a few headers. But the I don't know if it's an organisational thing or or what it is, but they've they've not really looked that great uh, defensively. I think on on the opposite side though, there's a a, a lot of good things about them going forwards. Um, they've uh, recently re-signed Ryan Dow to kind of one-year extension um, and they've got uh, Kyle Turner who who's, has been good and um, quite impressive alongside him uh, they've got Kevin O'Hara who I thought looked quite good against Inverness I think it was a handful he, he scored a win against Arbroath as well although he hadn't kind of been in and out of the team before that uh, and McManus definitely McManus has been pretty consistent as well in terms of scoring I, a few of them have been penalties but you saw, you saw in that game against Wraith that Wraith pretty looked pretty comfortable in that game and all of a sudden kind of done firm and got two very good goals out of, out of very little uh, there's also a suggestion that they might maybe be on be Cammy-Smith as well and that would just add to the, their options up front um, so the, the, there's kind of pieces there, you know, comedy as well, he's another one signed a, a, an extension, he's got a couple of year extension uh, and he's been decent down the flank at uh, back. so there's quite a lot to suggest that Dunfermline are, you know, maybe are the second best team in the league. I do have questions about the defence, and I think uh, there maybe is still questions about Crawford as a. And, and I don't know if this is unfair at, at this time, given that he's he's done all right this season and he, he's done okay in general, but there, there's, there's a wee bit of a nagging doubt about Stevie Crawford, about how good a manager he is. You know, is it do do teams like um, certainly Dundee don't but do teams like Inverness have a wee bit of an advantage with somebody like Robertson or, or Wraith with McGlynn could somebody take the you know, make them firmly in just at 5 or 10 points better that would guarantee them second and maybe maybe push hearts for, for first place possibly but um, yeah it's a bit of a strange season in that you're you are really probably fighting for second place which might not make a lot of difference coming the end of the season. Uh, maybe it will, but um, yeah, I, I, I think there's there's some concerns with them firming, especially at, at the back. But I think there's there's enough to be kind of, suspect
0: that they'll they'll get out of any funk and, and have
1: a decent second half of the season.
0: See, I I I disagree with that slightly in terms of, but only in terms of the 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 going forward part. So almost half of them those goals this season. So I think they've scored, I think they've scored 20 goals in the league, I think. And I think it's nine of them have come from corners. I think five came from corners and four have been penalties. So and unless, so, so obviously Ewan Murray was scoring loads of goals at the start of the season uh, for corner kicks. It was a Dom Thomas corner kick and then a Ewan Murray header fantastic so if that's plan A and nobody can stop it that's absolutely fine so if you continue to get corners and score for them cool you don't really need a plan B and if you continue to get hundreds of penalties that's absolutely fine as well but you would imagine that that won't that won't continue f- for the rest of the season uh and well no nobody in the history of football has ever got like 20
2: <laughs> goals a season <laughs> Scoring them all from set pieces
0: <laughs> so so i uh, unless they can continue and by the end of the season have by the end of this weird uh uh kind of third season they've got twenty seven goals from penalties and corners then you you would feel they might have dropped off slightly uh I do think they have i do think they have good forward players uh i think dom thomas is is has, has kind of regressed a bit recently i thought he started the season particularly well uh I do like ryan Dow. I think uh I think Kevin O'Hara's probably been pretty disappointing this, this season. I, I, I think Fowler you actually mentioned it in in, in the summer when we were talking about the film and I thought it was a a, a very good sign in, albeit you really only had one good season under his belt. Uh it he certainly hasn't started this season that well for Dunfilm. He got a hat trick against Alloa coming on as a sub. Other than that, hasn't he done much? Uh McManus has got six goals but three of them a the penalty spot and McManus is somebody who like, I I didn't mind them at Raith Rovers, but also he, he could be quite frustrating at the same time. He, he was quite wasteful in front of goal. He could he could run into blind alleys. He can get in good positions and then and then not make the most of it. So it, it kind of feels like they need another option up there, which at which at the moment they they, they don't really have. Uh, I, I, I suppose Tunnel as as much as you and Murray has been the one that that people have spoken about. Like we've already mentioned that. I, I don't know if defensively he's been their best centre-half the season. I, I think Paul Watson has probably had a better season than him defensively. But I, I think I've been most impressed with, with Kyle Turner. So we we spoke about Kyle Turner when he was at Schoenraer. We spoke about him when he signed for Dunfermline the, the, the season previous that we expected him to do particularly well. And I was surprised at how how poor he was. He, he, he almost looked... I, I, I kind of felt like he was I kind of box the box midfielder, which you don't see a lot of or don't hear a lot of uh, these, these days, but it's dramatic. I kind of felt like he was, but it didn't look like he was physically capable of doing something similar for Dun, Dunferman. It was, it was like he was caught between two stools. He, he probably didn't do enough going forward. He, he certainly didn't do very much in, in terms of winning tackles and, and breaking things up in, in the middle of the park. But this season, this season he absolutely have, has. I mean, he, he wins challenges. He is a, a kind of attacking hobby. he's scored goals. Uh, he's got a really good range of range of passing. Uh, I'm going to uh, say that word that that we always do when we talk about midfielders. He's dynamic. <laughs> uh, he, he absolutely has. He's he's been energetic, he's been a, dynamic. Yeah, he's he's been an, he's been an absolute stickout. I think for for done in the season and. I, I I actually wouldn't be surprised if Turner goes a, a, a wee bit further. It, it's people like you you and Murray, you and Murray's been fine. But but him getting linked to Aberdeen is, is absolutely silly. But but Turner could probably be linked with with premiership teams. Uh, in terms of Crawford, I think the fans had doubts about Crawford, I had doubts about Stevie Crawford. Uh, that was based on the fact that he's always signed well but he's never got consistency out of them. Uh, has he done that this season? Has he done better this season? Yes, because I think they've only lost they've only lost one game. Uh, but I kind of feels like they've it, it, it's been a weird kind of stop start season. It it's hard to it's hard to judge it's hard to judge managers in in general. But uh, I, I I I think I, I think Crawford's done. It's difficult to say he's no done well when they're, when they're sitting second in the table, lost a game, and humped hearts reasonably recently. So. Crawford will definitely be in this be in this job for for the remainder of the season away and away for t-
2: sure. away for Tidecastle though I mean it's a piece of piss away from home it's, you don't get any points for beating hearts especially <laughs> especially if it's not at Hampden you don't get any points for beating hearts away for like at your own ground it's just everybody should do it
0: it was a bit a body though isn't it i mean I'm not saying it was a mauling but it was the, the film were really good that night like, i was I was really impressed with them i thought uh,
2: Dundee i thought Dundee were better
0: uh, yes, and, and you know something? I I now think that Dundee will finish second, and that's not necessarily a slight about Dun Dunfermline, but I thought at the start of the season uh Dunfermline had a better squad than Dundee, but I think uh, based on how Osman Sow's come on, uh, Osman Sows come on, uh, based on the fact that Fontaine is making a difference at the back. I think they now have a far more, uh, a far better spine than they did three or four months ago. So I, I now think Dundee might might finish second, but I'd be very surprised if Dunfermline won the third. Yeah,
1: I mean, if also as well, if you're relying on, if you're talking about Dunfermline relying on Don Thomas crossing balls to you Murray to get goals. I mean, if you're comparing Don Thomas to Charlie Adam, because I mean, that seems to be the way that Dundee <laughs> score most of their goals as well. So uh, I would, I would fancy. I'd put more money in Charlie Adam to have twenty assists uh, from uh, from Corner Kicks over the course of the season than Don Thomas. Who I who hasn't had an assist or a goal since that win over hearts, which was the twentieth of November. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with Sean though. I think I think there there's there's a lot to kinda of like about Fairman, and I think they'll I think They'll very comfortably be in that top three this season. It might just be a case of they might they might slip out of the the top or the second spot.
2: Okay, before we finish, uh, obviously we've, we've talked about four championship clubs on the show, going very kind of deep deep dived on it all four. The reason it's just championship clubs is because the bottom two tiers have been stopped for uh, I think it's three weeks initially, but it obviously could be extended to more. This was um, a decision that was taken. Uh, I think it was was earlier this week or last week or around about Sunday something along those lines uh, with the Scottish Cup uh, also kind of being paused and it's kind of it's a bit of a blow it's a blow to any fan of a team in the bottom two tiers it's also a blow to just us Scottish football fans in general who want to see the season played to a conclusion, and you're now thinking, is that going to happen? Um, it's kind of like almost a race against time now with the, with the vaccine and like getting games on, and you know numbers rising up. It's just it all seems like it's maybe going to come to a head at some point. Sean, what was your kind of main takeaway from this kind of uh, downbeat news?
0: Ah, uh, I mean, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't remotely surprised. Uh, I look looking further ahead. I, I wouldn't be totally surprised if it, if the championship was was potentially paused as well. bearing the mind that the news from from, from Starts Park uh, and and the fact that the championship clubs have only just started their, their, their testing, uh, it, as you say, it was. I mean, aye, a, a, a massive a, a massive blow. It just, in it, mind that we we don't really have that many things to to look forward to. I, I think I've got a, a general a generally broad uh, kind of broad range of things that I'm interested in, but but one by one they're they slowly being uh, slowly being eliminated. Uh, so this is pite. Uh, <laughs> Pubs. Uh, what else? Pubs. Pubs. You can't go. Can't go at the pub. Can't go at a restaurant. You can't, can't go, go to cinema. Yeah. You can't travel. You can't really go away for the weekend. No. You
1: can't go to, uh, you, you can't
0: go to the gym. You uh, can't go so, at the gym. So I and, and and do you know someone that's there's a certain kind of uh, there's, there's a a a a very well known journalist in Scotland saying that uh, it's ridiculous to 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 say this could have a, a kind of mental health uh, a, effect but the fact that every single thing that, that people are interested in is, is no longer available to do then of course it's going to be a, a, a kind of mental health uh, aspect of it and in terms of in in terms of the the, the lower leagues get, getting stopped i it, it's hard to say it isn't the right thing to do because the the fact that there isn't testing there, I, I did wonder when the, the the government handed out that that money recently that there may be some caveats uh, attached to it. I know it was to I know it was to make up for a, a shortfall of money in general, but I did think at that point that there there may have been a pause coming. Bear in mind, I I, I, I forget the timeline now because everything just kind of merges into one. But I think at roughly the same time that they said. That people could, that there would be a, a, a relaxation of the rules come Christmas. There was also an extension to the furlough until about March. So it kind of felt at that point that they knew there, would, there was going to be a, a, a kind of upturn in, in infections after after uh, Christmas and New Year, and, and that was always going to happen. Uh, the, the fact that they extended the furlough until March, it, it, it kind of felt like that, that, that things were going to potentially go out of control again. It kind of feels like it is. Uh, I mean, like us say it's worse now than it was February, March, uh, last year, and and at that point, that's when they, that's when they stopped football altogether. So, so the fact that there is a pause in the lower leagues, is not a huge surprise. And anybody that is surprised, you probably shouldn't be. My my only hope is it it can't, it gets up and running again, in in February, because I I think if it isn't up and running again by March, it makes it very very difficult to to finish the leagues at at all, and and. Unless you're going to promote teams on the back of eleven games, and I don't know that that's a, an entirely different <laughs> argument. I don't know what happens here. Uh,
1: well, uh, I mean, I, I would agree with with everything Sean said there. I mean, on the first thing, actually, I, I don't know if it says much that there was about four or five Scottish journalists that came to my head uh, when you mentioned that somebody had made that comment. So uh, that that doesn't that doesn't say much for the the profession, unfortunately. But the, um, I, I, the I think the structure thing is an important thing. I was actually speaking to my brother about it earlier on. Um, it is having having that thing on a Saturday to look forward to or a Tuesday, or a Wednesday night. Just when when there almost is not anything else happening, um, having that thing to look forward to, and then that suddenly also being taken away, um, is just that is kind of crushing. I think this this second lockdown is probably hitting people harder because there was a there was a kind of reservoir of. Um, ability to kind of that da- da- with it and, and to, to kind of cope with it the first time round. You know, it was the first time it ever happened, so there was a wee bit of a novelty to it initially. There was a the fact that the weather was good. Um, you could get out for, you know, one walk a day, but at least it was it was sunny. Um, and I think just we've just been ground down over, over nine or ten months, and I think this one, while I think totally valid that we've got it, just people have got less resistance to it uh, and and the challenges that that come with it, so I think there is a there is a major impact on on. People not having football, even to talk about during the week. You know, if we didn't have, you know, if all the Scottish football was shut down, and we didn't have Celtic to talk about, what else would we talk about <laughs> through the week? You know, like Celtic have have kept me more entertained than than most other things over the past like two or three months. I think I think the way the case that it's the right decision. W star came out. they should be one of the first teams that I noticed sort of within the um, the bottom tiers. To talk about it and say that they wanted the the season suspended in the Lowland League, and their manager, who I, I know Richie, he's a he's a nurse, um, so he he has some more of a, a first hand knowledge of what's happening in hospitals than than most of the rest of us, and I think, that, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense if if we're all stuck in our houses for for part time teams who can't test or can't afford to test around the rest of Scotland, uh, potentially giving each other COVID. So um, it's it one of those things where it's it, it's a really difficult decision. I think it's probably the right decision. Uh, but yeah, uh, as Sean said, once it gets to the point that you're you're getting to March, even though the Scottish teams in League 1 and League 2 aren't, aren't directly affected by the Euros, it feels unlikely that they, they would play the season out, play the string out, while we're going through a potential euros was that Scotland are actually in um so yeah I, I, and then obviously then you've got all the, the issues with pre-season and stuff so you hope it you hope it um gets to the point that, that we're able to come back but it's kind of hard to see what's going to happen for that to to be the case you know the numbers are going to come down probably only for them to go back up again before uh, before we'll get a vaccine so i don't know it's a bit, it's a bit worrying and i think it, it, it it's a, it's a concern for kind of People uh, and as well as the clubs.
0: I did enjoy. Uh, I, I did enjoy somebody on the Falkirk thread on and Bovril who was saying that the SPFL should be trying to source black market and like it wasn't a joke. It was it should be trying to source black market uh, COVID vaccines so that they could, <laughs> so, so they, could vac- so they could vaccinate players so that they could just they could just get on with things. I might ma- imagine if imagine if Neil Doncaster got caught with three thousand. 000- Three thousand COVID vaccines in his boot, <laughs> 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 trying to sell it with Peter head and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless uh, unless Neil Doncaster has a van that, that that has the capability of keeping things at minus seventy, how on, how on earth how are we, we going to do that? Yeah, anyway, any the, the internet's internet's a wild place, and fair play at the Folker Fine Bubble <laughs> Thing. Right on that end. Tremendous
2: image of Neil Doncaster driving around Scotland in a a mobile freezer. (coughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, We'll bring this show to an end. That was... um A little bit, yeah, like I said, a bit of a a downbeat kind of finish to the podcast. But if you'd like to hear us a bit bit more upbeat, a bit more optimistic, looking forward to the best that this weekend is going to have to offer in the SPFL, make sure to head over to the Patreon, eh, where we are going to do a what-to-watch for for this weekend. And also, maybe sprinkle on a couple of pop culture recommendations as well. So that's patreon.com forward slash Podcast, And this one's going to be on the £2 a month tier. That's all for us. Sean, say goodbye. Goodbye. Andy, say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and I'm Craig Fowler and I've lost said this in a while. For the weekend, if it's going ahead, enjoy <laughs> your football. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.